Welcome back to the Solidarity Sister podcast. Today's podcast is actually really, really special. Obviously, it's episode one of a super exciting journey. Um, But overall, more than that, today I am interviewing my mom. Now, to some of you, this might not sound like such a big deal because, like, you know, we all have moms. But my mom is super special. (laughs) She is not only my mom, she's my best friend. She's my person. Like, we've been through hell and back. Like, I'm not even kidding. And we've just stuck it out for, you know, 24 years. (laughs) Um, So today's episode, I am actually diving into a little bit of my mom's story. So we're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about um, some difficult things that she has been through in her own, you know, personal journey. Um, And most of all, we just get to hear her heart. She is the most wonderful person I know. Um, She is so genuine and loving and kind. She is the reason I am who I am. And what's so exciting about this is you guys get to kind of take a peek into who I am because of who she is. So a lot of my beliefs centered around health and wellness and loving our bodies, being kind to our bodies, taking care of our bodies and our emotions and our our spirit, all of that I learned from my mother. And, And at least she built the foundation for it. And so I'm just so excited that now you guys, my friends, get to hear her full story and hopefully get to fall in love with her as much as I love her. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and uh, thank you so much for listening. Hey, how's it going? I'm so glad to have you here. Hey, it's going really good, and I'm excited to be here. Yes, this podcast episode is so exciting to me because, of course, you're my mom, and I think it's going to be so much fun to kick it off with you. (laughs) Well, I'm (laughs) super excited and just so um, uh, just honored that you would choose me to be your first guest. I'm really, I'm so stoked about it, and it's definitely not an honor. It's like, you're my mother and we're best friends. <laughs> also, I think if, if anyone has listened to the episode, which was episode zero, zero, I directly referenced why this podcast is called what it is. And it's because of you and our love for Gilmore Girls and solidarity. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gilmore Girls. Who knew they would have such an impact on our lives even how many years later? <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. When I really sat and thought about it and thought like, okay, like solidarity sister, I say that a lot. It really means something to me. Really? Did Gilmore Girls, is that where like it really impacted me? But yes, it did. Well, yeah. I mean, both of our generations, yours and mine were so um, impacted by the show. I mean, it was like that we were watching our lives unfold on tv it was like watching our our 
friend, you know, that's my friend Lorelai and your friend Rory, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it just felt like it fit. It just definitely sense. totally does. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's go ahead and just jump right in today. I really want to talk about um, just kind of your overall journey with health. I think that, um, you know, when a lot of people think about you, they think about, you know, yoga, they think about healthy, they think about like, not, not that to say that you're like perfect, you're like, you're the pinnacle or whatever, but more so just think that you're like an inspiration for this sort of a thing. And so I thought it would be really cool to just kind of talk about your story. And just kind of, I'm going to ask you some questions just about, you know, how you got to this point, some of the hurdles you've been through, um, just overall, what your inspirations are, those kinds of things. Okay, sounds good. I think some people, um, you know, think about when they think about me, they think about uh, the things that you said, and some would think um, uh, witchy woman, or (laughs) crunchy granola, or all the other, um, uh, my, uh, my brother has some crazy things that he usually refers to my um, hokey (laughs) potions and oils and things. But hey, you know what, when none of their other stuff works, who do they call? That's Mm -hmm. right. Yep. (laughs) Brothers are so good at that anyway, just <laughs> picking out all of the you know, not so flattering things and just exploiting yes. them. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, so on that note, what is your definition of health? Like if you were to just for you specifically, not so much what maybe other people think, but like what has health meant to you, you know, recently or overall? Like how, how do you want to go into that? Well, with health, I mean, the word itself, you you have good health and bad health, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, if you say more like healthy speaking, you know, that I feel like, you know, for, um, for me personally, I feel healthy when I'm, I'm eating right. I'm doing the things that I'm mm-hmm. supposed to, I'm, you know, um, taking my vitamins and supplements and oils and doing yoga, you know, that's Mm -hmm. when I feel the best. And to me, um, that would be, you know, good health for me. That's how I Mm -hmm. would define that. And, you know, as far as bad health, gosh, I mean, um, the, the opposite when I'm not doing the things that I know I need to do and I feel sluggish and tired Mm -hmm. and, you know, my, um, just overall well-being is affected, you know, everything yeah. emotionally as well as physically, you yeah. know, so is that what you mean? Oh, yes. You ask health. Yeah. So. Yeah. And from what I'm hearing it, it overall, just being kind, doing the things that your body loves instead mm-hmm. of doing the things that your body hates that's that's kind of what oh don't get me wrong my body loves to sit on the couch and do nothing (laughs) but um and it it's not you know it's a struggle to make myself do the things that I'm supposed to do you know but I know that when I do that I feel so much better you know Mm. when I'm eating the things that I know I'm supposed to eat when I'm moving my body like I'm supposed to and I'm you know go into physical therapy, when I'm doing yoga, when I'm riding my bike, the things that I know that make me feel good, then my body feels better. But look, when I come home from work, 
I'm exhausted. I, mm. I barely have the energy to fix supper and plop on the couch. So that's what that's I so relatable. Do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, I totally get you. Well, so that's kind of where you're at currently in adulthood. What would you say, how was your approach to food or health or whatever throughout adolescence and then into adulthood? So kind of touch on that a little bit. Well, you know, growing up in the South, um, I was mostly raised by my grandmother and, um, you know, we ate, we did not skip meals. You know, we had (laughs) healthy breakfasts. We had, you know, whatever the school deemed healthy as far as lunch wise, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. lunches, which, you know, looking back, we know that what, you know, our grandparents in schools back in my generation, what they deemed healthy was not really healthy, but, um, you know, so, we um we were part of the clean plate club you cleaned your plate before you got your butt up from the table you know um so whether you liked it or not you ate it um yeah but you know for the most part though the things that we we had here growing up in the 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 south were things that came out of the garden things that were you know hunted and you know most of the meat that that we ate it was something that you know, was either grown on our farm or, you know, killed in the woods, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we always had um, well-balanced meals in what they knew as balance. You know, we had Mm -hmm. um, at least one or two vegetables and meat and rice or potatoes, gravy, always bread, cornbread or biscuits or something. And my papa did not eat supper unless we had dessert. I mean, there was dessert every night. I remember that. Yeah. So, you know, that's what eating wise, um, that was my relationship to food growing up. Um, as far as, um, the, um, activity levels, I mean, gosh, back in that day, we were always outside, you know, we were always either just running and playing and riding bikes and doing whatever and, or involved in sports. You know, so up until um, 16, I guess, I was always playing sports, you know, basketball, track, softball, dancing. I started dancing when I was five and, you know, dance lessons. And so, you know, I was just always very active as a child. So, you know, um, but then uh, as I got into my teen years and I moved away from this area, and moved down to Florida, um, it was different. I I wasn't involved in sports and I was, um, what I was doing then was I was, I was modeling. Mm -hmm. And in that time in the eighties, you know, the perfect model was super skinny, Mm -hmm. you know? So through all of that and just the kind of craziness that was my life, um, when I moved down there, um, I developed an eating disorder, So, you know, living down in South Florida and spending, you know, all of my free time pretty much at the beach, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all these like thin people. And then, of course, the industry that I was engulfed in, you know, skinny, skinny, skinny. And at 5'10", you know, um, the scale is going to be a lot more than all of my friends who are 5'2 and 5'3". Yeah. So I'm looking at my weight and looking at their weight and I'm thinking I'm fat, 
you know? And so um, just to have some control, I guess, in my life, I just started skipping meals and, Mm. you know, lots of meals and just, um, you know, became anorexic. And I realized Mm -hmm. um, in health class when we were, counting our we were like you know he was they were talking to us about calories and things like that Mm -hmm. um and we were going back and writing down the things that we'd eaten I realized that I had not eaten an actual meal in three days and yeah and I was having some issues like I I was passing out at different times Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) but the thing of it was was most of my friends were the same way you know wow Um, in um, my uh, sophomore year, three of my friends who were in their senior year in high school were hospitalized for bulimia, you know? Oh so it was just, I mean, I'm, I know that there's eating disorders are just as um, prevalent now, but it was a, it was a big thing. Absolutely. Then, you know, um, and people weren't really talking about it. If they did, it was kind right. of hushed or you were like mm-hmm. judged real harshly about it, you know? So, um, I think that my health teacher who was, who was also the um, PE, uh, was also the basketball coach. Um, I think that he noticed that, that I had an eating disorder. And I think that that was the reason that he did it because he took me aside. And, and when he looked at my, um, you know, my list of what I would eat, I had eaten, I was laughing. I'm like, I probably just can't remember it or whatever. And, and yeah. he took me aside and he said, I think you have a problem. You know, this is not enough food. You know, and he's used to dealing with girls because he was the girls basketball coach and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was kind of my, um, my first little wake up, you know, um, it didn't fix it, you know, but then, um, the end of my sophomore year, um, my best friend, um, was, uh, was one of the three girls that I knew that was hospitalized for bulimia. And it was at the end of her senior year. She didn't even get to walk with her class and graduate because she was in the hospital. Yeah. And that was my wake up call that shook me. And, um, it made me start really evaluating things. So I, I wanted, you know, I still needed that control, I guess. And Mm -hmm. so at that point I said, you know, um, I don't like the way that animals and stuff are treated and all of this. So, um, I'm going to be a vegetarian. So for the next four years, I was um, a vegetarian. I didn't eat. Well, I, I don't think I was actually, a, a, I don't, I think it's a different word. You probably know it. I still ate seafood. Okay. That's like pescatarian. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I was for the next four years. But then um, I wasn't really that great about doing it right. Um, especially, uh, you know, a young teenage girl, I was living on my own with some roommates and stuff, you know, at yeah. this point, I think I was, uh, uh, 19, I guess, somewhere around there. Um, and, uh, I, I just, you know, I wasn't adding enough protein and all of that. And I was eating food, but I wasn't eating the right food, you know? Mm. So again, I started having issues with passing out and, um, just my overall health was really poor. I caught everything. If somebody in the room had a cold, I caught it. So, (laughs) um, I went to the doctor and he said, well, all I can tell you is you need to eat a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, basically that was my thing. You know, he, I was, um, anemic and 
you know, not that there's anything wrong with being a vegetarian or a pescatarian or any of that. For me, I wasn't doing it right. I didn't have um, uh, enough vitamins and nutrients and I definitely didn't have enough um, iron, (laughs) you know? Right. And so, um, so I started eating, you know, I started eating meat again and um, over the next few years, um, gosh, uh, not just a few years, but for the next, I would say 20 years or so, it was kind of an up and down thing. You know, I, I had you and your brother and, mm-hmm. um, uh, your dad and I just, you know, I, I, I cooked as healthy as I could, but, um, you know, what I didn't really cook that healthy. I ate healthier, you know, but, uh-huh. um, my, you know, your dad didn't, he wasn't really into health foods or, you know, eating well or whatever. So cooking to please everybody, I just totally neglected my own, um, needs as far as health wise and eating Uh wise, you know, um, naturally I have more of a thin build. So, Mm -hmm. and that's just genetic from my family, you know, but I don't think I, I mean, I, I know, I wasn't as healthy as I could be and I wasn't eating as healthy as I should, you know, yeah. at different times I exercised and it, and other times I didn't. And it was never really a lot of exercise, you know, walking or riding our bikes or, you know, things like that, playing volleyball with the church, you know, stuff yeah. like that, but nothing consistent right. until, um, the thing that, uh, so that's, that, okay, that's my history with health. Is that what you were yeah, wanting? Yeah, that's exactly what I was okay. looking for. And I, okay. I see you caught yourself because we are going to get into the rest of your story really soon. Yeah, it, it dawned on yeah. me that you, you asked for my history. So <laughs> that's my history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that is exactly what I was looking for. If you could travel back in time and give yourself advice, what would you say to your 17-year-old or 16-year-old self? You know, it's funny. Those questions, you know, they they come up every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. it would be chatting with people or whatever. And so I've thought about that before. Um, and, you know, you think you, you think you would say, you know, you're beautiful just the way you are. Don't you know, <laughs> change, whatever, you know, but I wouldn't have listened to myself if I told <laughs> myself that. I mean, truly, you know, yeah. or, you know, don't, don't go out with this person. It ends badly, you know, or don't do that. <laughs> it's not going to end well or whatever. But I think back at all of the crazy things that I went through and I think, no, I I wouldn't warn myself about that stuff because even if it ended Mm. poorly, it was a a lesson Mm. for me. The only thing, and I'm sure we'll touch on this in the future, I mean, you know, coming up, but the only thing that I think that I would really say that I think would have really helped me out a lot if I had (laughs) known it when I was 17 is you are allergic to gluten. Don't (laughs) eat it. (laughs) Because the other things that, you know, I don't know that I would want myself to avoid the bad things that happened because I learned and I grew and they put me exactly where I am today. Mm -hmm. So even though I went through some really hard things, I don't think I would change it, you know? Yeah, I wish wow, I had I known about my gluten and dairy allergies back then because I, <laughs> I, I would have been able to hear people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Wow. No, I love that because it's so true. We are who we are because of the hard things that we go through. We are who we are because of, you know, the poor choices we make and then how we learn from them. And so I love that you feel that way about, you know, your journey and that you're able to respect, you know, the limiting beliefs you believed back then and then how you grew from them and, you know, the people who played a role in that story. That's just, it's beautiful. I love it. Cool. So, So what, so we kind of started to touch on this. I think this is what you were kind of heading into earlier. What has been the biggest health and lifestyle change for you lately? Well, when I was, uh, let's see, I guess it was in 2014, Mm -hmm. um, or I guess the end of 2013, Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with, um, a gluten and dairy allergy and, um, I didn't believe it. You know, my whole life I've had problems with my ears. I've always had fluid. I've had, gosh, I I don't even think I could go back and count all the surgeries that I've had on my ears and tubes and, you know, all the different things that, you know, I've had done, you know, and just, I was never able to hear good. I always struggled with having fluid in my ears. And so in uh, the end of 2013, I went to the chiropractor for my neck and when he stood me up, I was a little bit dizzy and I'm like, I just got to stand here for a minute. I'm dizzy. It's, I have fluid in my ears, you know? And he goes, Mm -hmm. really? He's like, um, have you ever, um, been tested for allergies? And I'm like, uh, like did the little pinpricks on me, you know, but I don't really remember what it was or, you know, I don't think it was anything big or whatever. And he goes, well, you know, would you mind if I test you? It's not the pinprick. It was a different thing where they, they put the vial in your hand of um, what the allergen is and then your muscles react to it. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. sounds a little hokey, but <laughs> why not? You know, that this guy, I totally trusted him. A good friend of mine, actually, she was there with me. She went with me um, and, I, you know, she trusted him and I was like, okay, why not? So he does the little thing with the vials and he says, well, you have a little bit of allergy like everybody to some Southern pollens. Um, He said, uh, you are allergic to your, you know, pretty strongly allergic to dairy and you are very allergic to gluten. And I was like, what, whatever. I've been eating that stuff all my life. And he laughed and he said, well, how long have you been having these problems with your ear? And I'm like, I got gotcha. you <laughs> all my life, brother, all my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, I was like, I just, I don't know though. I don't know. I still, I didn't really, I wasn't buying it, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I'm sure you remember uh, a lot of our friends had been eating paleo and, mm-hmm. um, and you had been wanting me to try it for a while because you wanted to. And, you know, it's yeah. just you and me at the time. And so, you know, you couldn't really do it without me. And <laughs> so, but I was fighting it. I'm like, ah, I don't get into these fad things. I'm not jumping on that paleo train and whatever. <laughs> so that was December. And I said, all right, fine. Um, the beginning of January, you know, get through the holidays in the beginning of January we'll start paleo and I'll go strict paleo um, and see how that affects, you know, the fluid and all that stuff. 
So, and you know, if you're not familiar with the paleo diet, it's basically, I mean, I know you are, but if your listeners are not, it's basically, they call it the caveman diet. It's a hunter gatherer. It's things that were um, eaten back in the, what's the word? Paleoethic, paleoethic, like paleolithic or something like that. So back in that time. So, um, so they didn't, I guess they didn't milk cows back then. So there was no (laughs) cow milk (laughs) and, um, the the grain was harvested differently, um, which is a whole long story that I won't go into. But um, so the grains that they ate did not have the um, gluten in them. So um, we started paleo um, and I did I was strict paleo for six weeks um, and like hardcore paleo six weeks. Yeah. And then um, I reintroduced uh, I introduced dairy and immediately like within the hour my sinuses were starting to clog up I was sniffing you know but Mm -hmm. I was like I could feel feel that my my throat was getting phlegmy so I know that's a gross word phlegmy (laughs) (laughs) so I was like oh wow immediately I noticed that so um so then I went back strict paleo, paleo for another week, and then I um, I had gluten, um, I think like some bread or something, and then um, within 24 hours I had fluid back in my ears, in my wow. left ear specifically. It was the worst one, so I was like, "Whoa, I'm yeah. allergic to gluten and dairy." <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so then that, uh, like I said, that was, that started January of 2014. So for the next few years, um, I, I mostly ate paleo. I, I, I tried really hard every now and then I would cheat. And then when I, when I did, I, you know, suffered the consequences, you know, and it was always like, okay, how bad do I want this donut? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, whatever it was. Um, and then um, let's see. Two, um, two and a half years ago, um, I had to have surgery on my left ear because of all of the fluid for all of these years, it had, um, basically destroyed the mastoid bone in that ear because the mastoid bone is like a, um, a porous bone and, um, all the little holes, it kind of looks like a sponge. And so all the little holes had filled up with fluid and the bone had become soft. So they had to do um, what they call a radical radical mastoidectomy. Mm -hmm. And so they um, basically cut me all the way around behind my ear, laid my ear on my face and um, (laughs) and took out all of the, um, the soft bone. Then they had to reshape my ear canal um, and rebuild my eardrum because my eardrum was completely gone from all of the fluid and everything that I had had in there. So just over the years, all this damage had been done. And I I had almost no hearing in my left ear and only 50% hearing in my right ear. And that's even with eating paleo, you know, mostly for those years. And, um, but all the damage had been done for most of my life. So they rebuilt me a new eardrum, rebuilt my ear canal, did all that. 
and then, um, you know, my hearing over the next year, it took a little while, but over the next year, um, my hearing had come back to, it's not a hundred percent. Um, the left ear is about 80% and the right ear is about, um, no, I'm sorry. The left ear is about 70% and the right ear is about 95%. And Hey, you know what? I'm good with that. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh man. So So we talked a bit about you made changes with paleo. What were some other things activity wise, maybe supplement wise? What were some other things that you incorporated into your lifestyle change? Okay. So also in 2014, I, um, I just, even before, I guess before that, about um, over the years, I was always really interested in vitamins and supplements and um, homeopathic medicines and herbal remedies and, and things like that. So over the years, I had been learning a little bit here and there um, about those things and about I would say around 2010, 11, 12-ish, I really started diving in. And um, I had a friend who, I have a friend who had um, become an herbalist and a couple other friends that were super interested in it. And we would just all kind of bounce things off of each other. And I just started learning so much about herbal medicines, homeopathic medicines. And then a good friend of mine, got involved with um, Young Living Essential Oils, and she had introduced Mm -hmm. me to the benefits of essential oils. So in 2014, I jumped in with Young Living and just, you know, really started learning and and trying all of that. Tried different vitamins and supplements and oils and things and um, have really learned, but I I now have a really good... um, regimen of what I do daily with all of the oils, vitamins and, and things like that. And, you know, just treating different ailments and stuff. Um, so that I think has made me, my, I, my body is so much, um, uh, more, uh, immune to things, you know, I have a lot of, Mm -hmm. I guess, immunities built up. Mm -hmm. Um, my body is stronger, more able to, um, to fight off all of the things that go around, you know, yeah. when everybody at work ends up with the flu and the colds and all that, I yeah. don't usually get them, but I'm slathering myself in <laughs> thieves oil and I'm taking my flu bombs and taking all of my vitamins and stuff just to get, just to have a good, strong, healthy immune system really. Yes. So, yeah. um, but then also, um, uh, when I started eating paleo, um, in January, one of the side effects, I started eating paleo for, you know, the fluid part of it. But one of the, I I guess you could say side effects was I lost a lot of weight. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that was not my goal. But like, a side effect, I went actually from a size, I was a, a a large size 14, like my 14s were getting tight. And, Mm -hmm. um, in January, by July, I was a size six. So that's amazing. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool. So but as that was happening, you know, I was like, "Hey, I'm glad the weight's coming off. But I'm looking a little flabby. And I'm not into the flabby. <laughs> you know, I'm, 
the, you know, whether I'm, I'm a larger size, smaller size, I'm okay. Or what? <laughs> but the flabby, I'm not okay with. So I started working out and doing yoga to combat that. So I started doing, um, uh, payo is what I found that I liked the most. I tried a bunch of different things, but I, I, yeah. just, I just thought payo was so much fun. And oh, I love so, it. yeah, so I did that. I, um, and so I'd alternate, you know, doing payo and doing yoga. I found some different yoga practices on YouTube that I started doing, um, yoga with Adrian, shout out to Adrian. Woo, woo. Woo, but, um, woo. <laughs> I absolutely love yoga with Adrian. So, um, I, I introduced along with changing the way I ate, I introduced, um, regular exercise in my, you know, just daily life. Then I, um, a little bit after that, probably around, um, 2015 or, or so I jumped in with a walking group um, and mm-hmm. we'd go walk the hills of downtown Natchez <laughs> yeah and uh, we'd walk you know just depending on the time of year and everything we'd walk anywhere from two to five miles and um, that I just I felt the healthiest I have ever felt during that time I felt strong I had a lot of energy just you know the way I was eating I was, you know, uh, very um, strict about always taking my my vitamins and, you know, just just all of that, I think, led to overall health, emotional, physical, all of it. Wow. Yeah, that is awesome. I love it. Well, so really quick, I'm going to kind of move into the next part of what I wanted to touch on. So all of that was kind of laying the foundation for, I think if you believe in fate or destiny, I think that the timing of all this was so incredibly cool because lying in your future was something really traumatic that you needed to have this foundation for. And so basically just to kind of skim over it really quick, you were in a really bad motorcycle accident about two years I, yeah, definitely. I was yeah. in, um, on April 18th of 2017, um, my, uh, at the time fiance and I were on his motorcycle, um, just took a, a quick little ride. We, um, had a little time while I was waiting for the chicken to thaw out before I cooked dinner. And mm-hmm. so I said, Hey, you want to take a little ride around the lake? And of course he's always down for that. So we jumped yeah. on my motorcycle, head around the lake. And um, coming around a blind curve, um, we we come into the curve, and there's a, a, a Tahoe in our lane coming right at us. And um, I uh, I go, hey, my 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 at the time boyfriend, he's now my husband, so Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to correct it and get us like off the road, you know, out of the out of the path. Yeah. Um, thank God he did because otherwise he would have like hit us head on and just run wow. right over us because he never even saw us until uh, Tim hit the windshield. So Tim wow. hit the windshield and went over the Tahoe. I was thrown 30 feet the other way. Um, my uh, femur went through my hip and broke my hip. My foot was my um, all on my uh, left side. My um, Left foot was crushed between 
the bumper of the Tahoe and the motorcycle. Mm. Um, so they, um, they airlifted me to, uh, a, a hospital a couple hours away, eight surgeries, a month in the hospital. And, um, I left the hospital in a wheelchair, uh, with yeah. no non-weight bearing. Um, and, uh, then a couple weeks after that, I, in my little wheelchair headed to my physical therapist's office and said, wow. Wow. That's intense. That's insane. What would you say, what was your recovery like? What were some tools and remedies that really helped you heal? Well, the recovery was really, really rough. Like I said, I was non-weight bearing for eight weeks following the surgery. I have uh, 12 screws in my hip. Um, but what I have learned heal um, faster and easier than muscles heal. There were um, muscles cut to get to my hip to put the screws in. There were um, with the my finger shooting through my leg, there were a lot of muscles torn. Um, my femur had to be in traction to have to pull it out before they could even put the screws in and repair the hip. Um, wow. Then just, you know, they said they, they didn't say I wouldn't walk. They said I, you know, I would be able to walk again, but that, you know, I would probably always have a limp that I probably wouldn't be able to, put my foot all the way like flat and I wouldn't be able to point my toes all the way like I can with the other foot. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I just didn't really want to accept that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I feel like God had me with the right physical therapist. You know, I I asked around um, uh, and, you know, a bunch of people told me about um, this, this person, Summer, who was um, just never told me I couldn't. She always yeah. said, well, let's give it a shot. And, you know, if you need me, I'll be here to help you. You know, so wow. um, it was rough. I was in physical, I still am. I still go to physical therapy two years, two and a half years later. And yeah. I still go to physical therapy um, twice a week. Um, so it's been a very long road. You know, I don't just have to exercise twice a week. I have to do it every day. You know, and I have times where I'm doing it great every day. I'm doing something. And then I have other times where I am just, I don't want to do this. I'm sick of it. (laughs) I think that's very human. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, it's, it, you know, I graduated from the wheelchair to crutches, um, well, walker first, and then from the walker to crutches, um, then one crutch, then a cane. Um, and my goal was, um, five months after the accident was my wedding. I had a wedding planned as I told you I was on the bike with my fiance. So, um, uh, I told her my goal was to walk without the walking boot, without a cane or a crutch down the aisle for my wedding. So, um, she's like, well, that's a good goal. Let's, let's work on it. And I did, I came out of the walking boot, um, a couple of weeks before, um, my wedding. And, um, as you know, you were there walking me down the (laughs) aisle along with your brother. 
Um, and I, I walked down the aisle with, without a, a boot. So then, um, you know, because I realized that I work well with goals, um, I set another goal, the um, one year anniversary from the day I came home from the hospital was the, um, the color dash in uh, Natchez. Um, it was a, a 5K mm-hmm. um, where they throw the color at you and everything, you know, yes. which is super fun. And I had done it, <laughs> you know, before the accident, um, the year before the accident. And then the year of the accident, it happened when I was coming home from the hospital. So I obviously couldn't do it. So my goal was to walk it again. So um, again, Summer said, I think that is an excellent goal. Let's start working towards it. And so we did. And I, you know, walked with my, I used my cane because I didn't feel real steady out on my road with my husband and, you know, and you walked with me and (laughs) we, you know, walked ourselves until we were ready. You and I went over on the the river and just walked and walked and walked and walked. Yeah. um, so then the 5k came and, um, we, we did it, you and me and <laughs> my sisters and some friends and, um, my little nieces. And we just had, we just did it. We, and we were not the last ones to finish. And that was no. my goal then to not be <laughs> last. <laughs> yes. We weren't even close to last. There were a ton of people behind yeah, us. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it, I mean, you know, it, there's all the, I, I want to talk about the, the highs, the yays. This is what we accomplished, you know, together. Um, I, I found myself getting frustrated a lot of the times because I just wanted to be back to my normal, you know, yeah. even now I'm not back to my normal. And, you know, I, uh, I have to admit, um, Monday I had a breakdown in physical therapy, you know, Aww. because I was just like, Oh, I'm sick of this. You know, I'm tired of it always being something. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of, you know, it, not being normal again. And yeah. again, I say, I, I have an amazing therapist and she's like, Hey, I need to do some things with you in that private room right there. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and we go in the room and she's like, you have a new normal, Stephanie, this is your new normal. And mm. you know, it's, it's going to be struggles. You're going to have highs and lows and, you know, but you have to keep pushing through and let's just, you know, change up and let's work through this and, you know, do this and do that. And so, you know, um, here, here I am two and a half years later and, you know, I have great months and then I have sucky months, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but overall, That's all, yeah. you know, I, I, I look at, I see people walking sometimes, you know, and, and they limp real hard or they, you know, um, they're struggling, you know, and I'm like, I, uh, at this point, unless you know me, you don't know that I have a limp, you know, um, I, for the most part, unless I'm super tired or, you know, I'm having a rough day, you can't really see the limp. In fact, I think, uh, summer put it one time as it looks like I have like just a little sassy, um, sway or something, (laughs) sassy (laughs) swagger or something. I think she said, but you know, I love it, it. Doesn't really look like a limp so much, you know. But um, yeah, I uh, I just I know what keeps me strong, and it's doing yoga, riding mm-hmm. my bike, doing the things that I know I need to do. And when I slack, 
Like, you know, I was on vacation for a week and a half. And while I was on vacation, I didn't do any yoga. I didn't do any of my exercises and stretches and things. That's why I'm struggling this week, you know? Yeah. So. I love it. Well, one, you kind of started to touch on this just a moment ago, talking about what summer has helped you understand, but what do you think the biggest thing that you've learned from your accident and then recovery has been? That, um, I would say that every day I'm a little bit stronger Every day I have to keep working and you know, that, that kind of, that became my, my mantra, you know, a little bit stronger. In fact, I, I hashtagged mm-hmm. everything that I made a shirt that yes. I bracelet that I wear that says a little bit stronger because every single day I'm a little bit stronger. And as much as I want to be all the way there, you know, from the day I came out of the hospital, I wanted to be all the way there. But I have yeah. to keep reminding myself, you're a little bit stronger. You're a little bit stronger. And I can't get in my head and get and let myself get frustrated with not being all the way there. Because all the way there or back to my old norm, it, it's not, I'm, that's not ever going to happen. I'm going to have a new norm. And I do every day I have a new norm. And I'm a little bit closer to that and a little bit closer to that every single day. Yes. Oh, wow. I love that so much that I feel like that's relevant for any situation, any sort of trial or difficult um, experience or trauma or grief, like just anything hard in our lives. I feel like that is such a good mantra to have for sure. Awesome. Well, so to wrap everything up, I wanted to ask you some fun questions and it's going to be kind of like a speed round. So it's like a this or that type of a thing. Okay. And then after I get through all of those, I wanted to follow up with one of my favorite questions that I'll mention at the end of all of that. So are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Okay. So first one is coffee or tea? Coffee. (laughs) I knew that one (laughs) without a doubt I love my coffee um, same our power was out um uh from a storm yesterday morning and I my my coffee maker doesn't work without power but you know what there was some coffee in the pot from the day before (laughs) so mama had iced coffee (laughs) oh my gosh I love it desperation man yes you do creative things (laughs) that's right Awesome. So the next one is go out or stay in? Ooh, gosh. Uh, that's a hard one because mm-hmm. I like both just as much. <laughs> I could stay in with Netflix and, you know, a glass of wine just as happily as go out, and, you know, go out and eat. I'm not so much a partier anymore, but I, I do like to go out and be with friends. So, uh, I can't pick. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's a good tie. Okay. Um, this one's also going to be hard for you. I picked it on purpose. Swedish fish or chocolate covered cherries. <laughs> oh, Swedish fish. Awesome. Gilmore girls or Grey's Anatomy. Gilmore girls. Awesome. Salsa or guacamole? Guacamole. (laughs) The Beatles or Duran Duran? The Beatles. 
I know that's shocking. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I knew without doubt you were going to say Duran Duran. <laughs> um, my, uh, my 14 year old self without a doubt would have said Duran Duran, but I hardly ever listened to them and I haven't in years, but I listen to the Beatles all the time. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. My little <laughs> Beatles heart is like cheering. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's worse laundry or dishes? Oh, laundry. <laughs> yeah, Your favorite laundry. scent. <laughs> Your favorite essential oil blend, Deep Relief or Thieves? Ooh, Deep Relief. I use it every single day. Mm, I love yep. Thieves. They're, they're, it's a, a close, close second, but I use Deep Relief every day. It gets me through life. Yes, it's like your holy grail. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, supplement that you can't live without, bromelain or aloe juice? Oh, goodness. I would have to say bromelain. Um, I take aloe every single day. I love it. Um, but bromelain keeps me from having pain. Mm-hmm. And there's other things I can use in place of aloe. So if I had to only choose one, it would be really, really hard. <laughs> I would choose bromelain. I love it. Okay, so that's it for our speed round. Um, my favorite question is inspired by Barbara Brown Taylor and Jen Hatmaker, as you know. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it is um, what is saving your life right now? Oh goodness, um, I guess what always saves my life is coffee. But we already touched on that, so. <laughs> I, I would say right now, what's saving my life? Can I pick two things? Sure. <laughs> okay. CBD oil. I, yes. um, I ran out of it and didn't order it while I was um, on vacation. And if I ever doubted if it helped, there is no doubt now. My, I, um, I use uh, Nature's Ultra, the Young Living endorses. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I feel so so much more pain when I'm not taking the CBD oil. So that and yoga. Yeah. It just, yoga helps me feel better. So, so, so much along yoga and physical therapy, you know, together. So um, that's what's saving my life right now. I love it. Literally saving your life. Literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, mom, thank you so much. I'm so excited about this episode. Everything you said was just so awesome. It kind of helps people to see kind of like how I grew up and like experiences that um, I got to learn about from your stories, but then also things I got to walk through with you. And I just feel like it's so fitting that I'm launching with this episode because like you're, you're my person and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so exciting. I love that. I got to just kind of show the world like a little tiny piece, like you're definitely not defined by your health journey, but just like, I feel like this whole conversation, people could really see your heart, see how genuine you are. Um, really relate to your story. I feel like your story is so relevant um, for just so many different experiences. And it was just so awesome getting to chat with you about everything. I'm just so thankful. (laughs) Well, thank you. Like I said, I feel so incredibly honored to be your first guest. And I'm so excited (laughs) for this podcast and just what you're doing right now. This whole 
um, movement that you've, you've got going on right now. And I just think that solidarity sister, it just, you know, it's such a special place and I'm just so excited to um, meet all the guests that you're going to bring and, you know, hear all the things that, that you're, that you're learning as you're going through your journey. Like you said, yeah. you know, um, I'm just, I'm so excited about this podcast and where it's going. So to be the first guest, oh my gosh, <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh man. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and I will obviously talk to you like tomorrow, <laughs> but um, I'm so thankful you were here um, and I'm sure you'll be back on the podcast many a time. Our listeners Yay. are going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much. I will talk to you later. Okay. Thanks, sweetheart. (laughs) Bye. Bye. That's it. The end. Wow. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for listening to this episode and just walking that journey with me and my mom. I can't even begin to tell you how awesome it was to have her on my very first episode and to just kind of allow her to share her heart with you. Obviously, I think she's the bomb, but now all of you can think she's the bomb. (laughs) Um, So anyway, if you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you'd like to just reach out, first and foremost, definitely drop me a review. That helps me so much, like more than I can even tell you Um, and if you can't leave a review if you're listening on a platform that doesn't do reviews send me an email or reach out through social media I'll include all of those links in the show notes um, so you can have easy access to those Um, another thing is for listeners of this specific episode I am offering a special gift it is a very short, easy to get through ebook that I have put together that actually walks you step by step through kind of what me and my mom talked about today. The whole process of where do I start? What do I do? How do I get into my own version of health? And um, maybe you feel like you perhaps have some food intolerances or maybe you just want to learn how to move your body um, with kindness or maybe you just are feeling so overwhelmed and you feel like you can't add one more thing to your list and you feel like getting healthy is just way too big. It's way too much of a, of a hassle and you don't, you don't even really know where to begin. This ebook is just a collection of mine and my mom's method for how we got started. It's definitely not the end all be all. You need to be meeting with your doctors, you need to be getting second opinions, and once you get started, there's definitely more that goes into it, but this brief ebook is a lifesaver. It is so simple, it's really quick to read, it lays everything out for you in a nice neat format. And like I said, that is your special gift for listening to our very first episode. So again, if you would like to get your hands on that ebook, um, go to the link in the show notes. Um, it's actually going to take you to my website. 
um, there will be a form to fill out. All it'll ha ask you for is your name and your email. That's just a simple way for me to keep track of who you are, who's getting a hold of this. And um, of course, I would never spam you or anything crazy like that. I don't sell the emails, nothing like that. It's literally just for me, my eyes only, so that I can actually deliver this ebook straight to your inbox and you can go ahead and get started on your own version of what kindness and health and love look like for your body. So again, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking it out through that whole entire hour. It was such a fantastic conversation and I just, I'm just so grateful for you. I hope that you were impacted by what we said today. I hope that something meant something to you. <laughs> um, and until next time, I hope that you have just a wonderful week. Um, and I will be talking to you soon.